You're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the show for moms who are chiropractors. This show will bring you guests to share their stories, their struggles, their experiences, and me, your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton, so that you can create a practice that's right for you and your family. All right, everybody. I am here with today's guest, Dr. Jill Fentel. Jill, how are you doing? I am doing fabulous. I would love for you to share with us and the listeners more about you and your family. Absolutely. Um, I am married and we have a toddler, a two-year-old Charlie. And um, my husband and I have been together for over 10 years now and uh, just love being a family and love um, having a kiddo in the picture now. Um, We are heavily involved at our church and uh, do a lot of volunteering there. And um, I love working in chiropractic and my husband, a little bit different than a lot of chiropractic stories that we hear, but my husband works in um, IT. So um, I am the lone chiropractor in the group. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we just, we we love life. (laughs) Awesome. So tell me more about what your practice is like. Yeah, so I um, work part-time. I own my own practice, and uh, we are a family-based practice. Um, I wouldn't say that we are heavy with seeing kids or with any one group. We really are very um, varied with the type of people that we see in our office. We do a lot of nutritional counseling along with the chiropractic, and really our mission and goal is just to get to the source of whatever is causing a person's health to break down. And oftentimes that is the nervous system. Other times it's nutritional deficiencies and lots of different things. So we like just being able to take each patient by the hand and guide them as they need um, based on what's going on with their health. Awesome. So how long have you had your practice open? We will have been open two years in October. All right. Now for people that are listening carefully, You've had your practice open two years and your son is about two years old, correct? Yes. He's <laughs> closer to two and a half. I started when he was six months old. And um, looking back, I thought at that time, that was perfect. It's a great time. He's six months. Let's go ahead and start a practice. And um, that was very naive <laughs> because uh, it's one thing to start a practice when he's six months old, but I really hadn't taken into account when he became mobile at one and um, into the toddler years and how busy those little kids are at that age. Um, but we've, we've still been having a blast regardless. Yeah. So that's something we talk a lot about with the guests on the show, especially is that as our children grow and change, like they bring along new sets of challenges for us and it yeah. can change practice for us too. Have you experienced that for yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When he uh, was really little and we first started, I would bring him to the office with me and he would just lay there (laughs) and poo and look cute. And then, you know, as he's gotten older, um, we've had to, um, well, I shouldn't say have to, we have been so, so, so blessed that my mom watches him for me while I'm working. And um, I could never speak enough to just what a help that has been because it, it just, it doesn't work with bringing him to the office. I'll do that on occasion um, because I love the idea of having my kids there. But then when I'm trying to see patients, I lose my, um, lose my cool and I, you know, get stressed having him there because he is really clingy and wants to be with mom and it's hard for me to focus. So we've had to transition quite a bit um, with how I thought it was going to look at the beginning versus um, how it is now. Yeah. 
I can relate. When I was practicing full time in an office outside of my home, I, my, my five-year-old daughter was in about two and a half years old and I would take her to the office with me sometimes thinking like, oh, surely it will be okay for an hour or so, right? And she would <laughs> always go into the massage room and find the massage cream and put it in her hair like conditioner. Oh, no. <laughs> and one day while I was treating a patient, she came out of the massage room with just massive amounts of massage oh. cream actually in her hair. <laughs> yeah. And we had to leave the office and go straight to a banquet for my father-in-law who was receiving a, an award. And it didn't cross my mind for whatever reason to just take her to the bathroom and like run her hair under the faucet in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. So here I was just like overworked and stressed out mom with a two and a half year old who looked like she had never had her hair washed before in her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can relate. If 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 anybody walks through my office with um, their eyes looking for the messes, they'll see writing <laughs> on the walls, on the rugs, and it's not from the kiddos coming in to get adjusted. It's from my son, yeah. um, because you know, if I think to myself while he's there, oh, okay, you know, he seems relaxed and happy, and this is okay, and I can get some stuff done. Well, of course, every time he's getting into something he shouldn't be doing, but we still um, just try to manage as best we can at those times. Mm-hmm. So let's talk more about the idea of work-life balance. For a lot of us, we see work-life balance as like spending equal amounts of time at work and as a mom. How do you mm-hmm. think work-life balance in your life? Oh, man. And you and I talked about that a little bit um, when we were messaging, but I think it, you know, it's not ever going to be one way or, or um, be one thing that is balance. Um, I feel like just when I start to get the hang of keeping all those things balanced, it changes. Yeah. And not just because of work, but because of home, because Charlie's growing and doing new things and going through new stages. So I feel like, um, you know, every month or even every day, sometimes we have to kind of readjust to keep that balance. And I just have to, for me, I can tend to want to be a workaholic because I spent so many years uh, working in chiropractic before I went through school and I worked in high volume offices and it's just kind of instinctual for me to gravitate towards that. Uh, but at the same time, I'm so in love with my son and my family that I really have to remind myself to keep that balance and not bring too much work home and not um, overload my schedule so that I can have enough time being mom and making sure that Charlie is feeling, or, you know, showing that he's feeling feeling very loved and relaxed and confident knowing that mommy's there for him no matter what. So mm-hmm. it's, it's always changing. Um, I wish it was simple. I wish it was easy um, all the time to have just, you know, a certain set of guidelines and that will always create balance. But I, I think at least for me, I just have to keep evaluating and improving all the time with that. Are there any things that you do for yourself that help you to stay sane and stay <laughs> yeah. centered? Yeah. So for me, um, in my practice, I only work half days. So um, we have many times come to the point where we probably could um, stand to open up some more shifts uh, for seeing patients, but we just keep trying to get more efficient at how we do things so that it's only half days. Um, And that also allows me to kind of switch things together during the week. And then I take Fridays off and I try to make it a point every week to not plan anything with work. Sometimes it happens, but for the most part, not plan anything with work on Friday so that Friday is my day with Charlie during the day and uh, we can just go snoop around at stores or play at home or go to the park and um, all those, just that downtime helps to keep me feeling sane. Um, And then I also really have to be intentional about taking care of my health and Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm going to get adjusted 
and that I'm doing the right things nutritionally and um, taking care of me because if I didn't, I would run myself ragged um, on a perpetual basis. Yeah, I am with you on that. I mean, that's really what I did for several mm. years. You know? was I yeah, just, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Until I finally put my foot down essentially and said, I'm not yeah. going to live my life like this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I had to have a wake up call. It was actually fairly recently with the, you know, taking control of my own health um, because I teach that and talk that all the time in the office with my patients. And we had a, a health fair recently where we had a lab come out and do blood work for anybody that was interested in doing that. And I thought, yeah, I need to get mine done. I'll get that checked. And I did one of the more advanced ones to look at all my nutrients and Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> that was a, a good wake up call for me that, you know, I've got to take care of myself because I can't go on like this. I um, have gone through pregnancy and childbirth and I'm still nursing a two year old. And so it is, you know, very, very easy for a person in that situation to get very depleted and get very unhealthy and just run themselves ragged. And that's what I was doing without paying attention to that. So um, we've definitely made some changes recently to make sure that I'm taking care of me. Yeah. So what kinds of changes have you incorporated to help do that? Um, so I, uh, mentioned I've been getting adjusted. I would only do that, you know, every few weeks, but now I'm going every single week, um, with awesome, a to hear a chiropractor say that they're getting adjusted, like that's what you're mentioning first above and beyond. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, it's so important. It is so important. And I, I found myself before I would do that, you know, when things were really stressful and I was really trying to find my flow and my balance at work, um, I found myself getting jealous of my patients thinking, well, you're getting adjusted. Lucky you. Mm. <laughs> and I just kept thinking, how can I do that? Because all the people that I'm close with in the area um, that could adjust me, we all have similar hours. So I really had to come to terms with, you know, if, if it's that important and um, I'm getting that upset that I'm not getting adjusted, I just have to do whatever it takes to make that happen. So yeah. I've been working on doing that every single week and um, changing my diet. Um, I started um, taking a lot of supplementation to help with my deficiencies and just doing everything that I recommend for my patients to do and just making sure that I'm aware of where my health is at right now and doing what I need to do to take care of it based on what I found. Yeah. The beauty of that is that there really is no secret sauce that you have that you've incorporated. No. Take care of yourself. Yeah. You're doing the things that we know we should be doing. Mm -hmm. to take care of Absolutely. And I'm not doing it perfectly either. Um, you know, I, the, the last thing that I really need to add on is exercising and getting better about doing that. I kind of go up and down like a roller coaster with that. And I think having a two-year-old and chasing after him all day counts a little bit, but <laughs> so there's still, you know, I don't have it perfect. I don't have it all under control, but I'm trying to at least do the things that are the absolute most important for me right now. And then just keep slowly adding things in so I don't get overwhelmed, mm -hmm. which is exactly what I would tell my patients. I wouldn't tell them, you know, well, yes, everybody ought to go gluten-free, dairy-free, you know, corn, so all those kind of things. But I always tell them, don't try and do that, you know, right from the beginning because you're, you will overwhelm yourself. So we always try and do one thing at a time and just keep adding in good things and it gets easier. So I try to use that same thing for myself. I had a realization earlier this year when someone asked me how I, um, how I got started with eating a healthy diet or something along those lines. And I thought back, like, what's really true for me with that question. And what I realized was that really I started that journey, like, 12 years ago, 
Mm-hmm. And most of the time I eat gluten-free. Um, sometimes I eat dairy-free. It sort of depends yeah. on how I'm feeling and yeah. what the season is. And for the most part, we eat a lot of vegetables and fruits and lean meat. And we don't eat a mm-hmm. lot. Of, there are definitely times that we have, you know, like if we go to a baseball game and we have something at the stadium. Yeah. But I thought, you know, nobody wants to hear that it might be a 10 year journey or even longer than that for you to find yeah. works for you. But yeah, absolutely. It's the truth. It's the truth of how it really evolves for a lot of us is that we start yeah. and we just never stop and we keep going. And then one day we look back and go, Whoa, I used to eat frozen meals every day. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine doing that now. Yeah, for sure. And it is much easier to um, keep doing that journey when it when it's just little processes along the way. Right. So you don't feel like you're missing out on tons of things or losing out on anything or feeling overwhelmed. So uh, right. I love that. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more from you about how you um, how you started the journey of, of starting your practice with the time frame of like being a mom of a little boy yeah. who's six months old. How do you even have the foresight oh to practice part-time and know that it was possible to do that? Well, it definitely wasn't alone. Um, and like I said, I, I actually worked as a chiropractic assistant for over 10 years before going through school. Absolutely love the chiropractic profession. Um, just thought, you know, this, this is my place. This is where I belong. Um, but it, it definitely took me a long time to even open my mind up to the possibility of becoming a doctor. But Regardless, through all that time, um, like I said, I worked in really high volume offices, uh, mostly male run or husband and wife chiropractor teams um, that were just, you know, busy growing and pushing and getting more and more and more people and getting the message out there. And for me back then, yes, there were plenty of times where I got overworked and I was tired, but the mission and the excitement of it um, just really grew in me during that time. So when I was going through chiropractic school, I always had it in my head, well, you know, I've had all this experience. Why would I want to go be an associate somewhere? Because, you know, I surely know how to market. I know how to talk to patients. I know what to do to get the business growing. I've helped somebody, you know, start a practice from the ground up. So I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for this. And then, you know, that little... Um, that feeling that starts growing in you of wanting to have kids and we had been married and that happened in school. And so, you know, we were trying to think through that and pray over it and consider when would be the best timing. And we had already waited over five years in our marriage to have kids. So we thought, well, why don't we try and plan this um, before starting a practice and getting all that going? So I was pregnant when I graduated and um, had a little bit of time left after graduation um, before I would have the baby. So um, we, you know, just enjoyed some downtime, enjoyed having a newborn in the house, enjoyed just, you know, being a new family together and learning all about Charlie. And then, you know, just that um, urge to get things going with my career and my calling um, started building back up again. And um, my mom and a couple other key people were really um, influential for me and encouraging me saying, well, you can do this. Um, And I I also forgot to mention that my mentor, Dr. Laura Lee was um, a really pivotal um, uh, 
point for me as far as deciding what to do when I was doing my um, ex- externship um, before graduation. And I, when I was pregnant and trying to think, okay, should I open a practice? Is that really the best idea with a kid? Um, I don't want to be working all the time. So she sat down with me many times and talked through the options and said, you know, you could be an associate and you wouldn't have the stresses of owning your own business, but you're going to be working, you know, who knows, 50, 60 hours a week and you won't have the flexibility with your schedule and is that something that you want with a kid and I you know there was absolutely no question in my mind I did not want that I didn't want to uh, go through the joy and excitement of having a child and then sending them to daycare all day long Mm -hmm. just so I could work so that didn't sound to me like I was moving towards my calling that didn't sound to me like this is what I was meant to do Um, so I knew yeah I knew that was not the route for me so we talked it through and, you know, she would help me kind of crunch numbers and look at all the scenarios. And she said, you know, it, it's just, there's no way around it for you to be a mom. The best option is to do your own thing. And so she really encouraged me to, to start small and not feel like I had to have this big impressive practice from the get go. And um, so I really valued a lot what she taught me, but I also learned a lot just from watching her and her and her husband are both chiropractors and they run two separate practices right now. They had practice together years ago, but she's a mom as well. And she only works part time. And I just remember watching her and thinking she has a gorgeous practice. She only works part time. She's incredibly successful. She's not stressed uh, for patients. She's not busy trying to grow. I don't even hardly remember remember marketing at all um, in her office. It was just all referral and families and kids and moms coming in. And I thought, well, gosh, if she can do this, then I can do that. And that was a big encouragement for me, just seeing that she could pull that off. Um, so once the decision was made, uh, we jumped in um, when Charlie was an infant and started just kind of dreaming and looking for spaces and trying to come up with ideas. And um, we ended up starting with a very, very small, tiny little two-room space that was rented out of a quilting shop um, that my mom knew the owner. So we had a very small beginning, but it allowed me just that flexibility to be able to be with Charlie and not feel the stress and pressure to go big right away and have to just be working all the time. So... That was a lot of info. (laughs) Thank you, though, so much for sharing that because that's what this show is really all about. It's about creating a practice that's right for you and for your family. And an extra piece of that for a lot of us is to have the right support in that process. And so you had someone who was a mentor to you who had been through this journey already, practicing chiropractic. Um, And I could tell you in an hour story of like all the mistakes that I made going into practice when I was already a mom, but wasn't really considering how do I really want to practice? There was like this small Mm -hmm. little voice inside me that kind of knew, but everybody around me was telling me, think bigger, go bigger. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't really want to go bigger. I just kind of want to do something small for a while. And I wasn't strong enough in my voice at that time to stand up and say, you know what, this is what will be right for me for right now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, I, when I was uh, working as a chiropractic assistant in these high volume offices, I can't tell you how many interns and associates I saw come and go that were fresh out of school 
and it would just get so run down and discouraged because these docs were just working them to the bone. And then also, I mean, there is, there's a lot of work involved with trying to be a new doctor and really learn and understand how to treat and guide patients. But still, I just saw so many people burn out. And I saw um, actually quite a few uh, new female graduates that uh, left chiropractic altogether because they realized, you know, I, I look back and I think it was just that uh, frustration because a lot of it is so, so much about male driven offices. You've got your wife at home who can watch the kids. You've got all the time you could ever need to run your practice. So might as well go big. But that doesn't work for us. It doesn't, it would never, ever work for me. Maybe when my kids are in school, but even then I'm, I'm going to want to be home when they're home. Um, so having that, um, you know, we've got to go out there and get every single person off the street under chiropractic care, although I agree everybody does need to. I don't need to be the one that gets everybody off of the streets and gets them under chiropractic care. There's plenty of chiropractors in the area, and so I, you know, I, I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to see uh, myself go through and become one of those doctors that gave up or felt like a failure or felt like uh, they just weren't cut out for it. Cause I really feel like anybody could be cut out for it. If they know that every practice doesn't have to look like that, they yeah. all have to look like that high volume practice and um, doing all those things. It can be exactly what you want it to be. Yes. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have one last question for you before we wrap it up. Sure. And that's really just, if there's a mom that's listening to the show today, which there will be at least one woman listening to this mm -hmm. show who feels like she's struggling um, to, to get it all together, if you will, to, to find that sweet mm -hmm. work and life balance. Yeah. Be something that you would want to say to her. I, I wish that more people like you were out there um, just trying to reach out to these women. Um, my mentor, Dr. Laura Lee, we used to joke, uh, my friends and I, and call them the rehab office because they felt like so many times we would bring in um, new graduates or people that just thought there's, there's no other way to practice. And they would see how Dr. Laura and her husband did it and realize, oh, okay, so there, there's other options out there. And I feel like, um, well, actually, I know from going through school, we just don't get exposed to that. Mm -hmm. We don't um, learn that it can look different ways. Um, it's either, you know, oh, you need to be a straight chiropractor or, oh, you're going to do this extra stuff. And it, we get in all these big discussions on how things ought to look, um, but never really any discussions about learning how to make it what works for you and still make an impact. Because even if, even if I only, you know, reached 50 patients in my lifetime and truly educated them and truly changed their life and helped them become healthy and help their family to become healthy, man, I've made a difference and I don't need to have done that for, you know, 5,000 people. And I think just try not to take on the burden of the world's health all on your shoulders and feel like you have to look just like everybody else's office. Um, so I, I love the coaching that you're doing. And I really hope that if um, anybody that is listening is feeling defeated and feeling like they don't have options and they might as well give up, I, I really pray that they would um, consider doing some coaching or at least talk with you and just, you know, realize that there, there are other things that they can do out there. Yeah. Oh gosh, shoot. If they, even, if they don't talk to me, talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get connected with women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That have done it makes a big, big difference. Yes. 
Dr. Jill, thank you so much for your time today. If um, someone that's listening to the show would like to connect with you and get to know you better, where can she find you at? Uh, yes, um, email is perfect. They can um, email me at drjillplentel at gmail.com um, or you can find all the contact info on our website, which is uh, com, and I'd be happy to talk with anybody. Awesome. Thank you again so much for your time today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Did you like what you heard on the show today? If so, then be sure to share this podcast with another mom in chiropractic who you know will benefit from listening to this show every week, just like you. Send her over to alignwomen.com and invite her to subscribe to the newsletter. We'll see you in your email inbox soon.